Hello and welcome to Unlicensed Entertainment. I am your host, Carl Entner. I am doing this one alone today uh, due to a miscommunication with my wife. Uh, we got a great show for you today. We're going to look at all your entertainment news, none of the gossipy shit about who's dating who and who's having a baby. Just stuff about movies and TV shows that you are interested in. Uh, this is day infinity of social distancing. So to help you out there, we, like many other podcasts, are going with an uncreative route of giving you movie and TV show recommendations. Stick around for that at the end. But first, let's just go into our movie and TV news. Uh, you know what? <laughs> I said movie and TV news. This is barely movie and TV news, but I thought this was a, just a fun little thing. So apparently... Uh, Regal Cinemas, which are around where I live in Southern California, uh, is known as Edwards Cinemas. Uh, they're trying to find creative ways to make some money now that movie theaters are still not open. And what they're doing is they're giving out, uh, they're issuing marriage certificates at Regal Theaters. So if you can't get into a government office to do this, you just go to a local Edwards Cinema to set up your marriage license, which are people getting married now? Because that would really surprise me. Because, like, like, I know that some weddings are small. My wedding was generally small with about 50 people. But but at least we were able to have some people over. A social distancing wedding, what, do they have the, the person marrying them uh, doing it on the computer? And the couple's just together getting married there? And then they have, like, what, virtual witnesses? That doesn't seem like what people would want at all, even if you want something small. And aren't there more important? bigger things to worry about right now than getting married wait i'd say wait until this is over unless you have to testify against somebody and want to get that whole marriage so you don't have to testify against your spouse thing otherwise it just seems crazy to me ah tea um see i am sorry i'm blanking i'm trying to find the ones that are interesting uh, there is going to be a TV show. Uh, they've already had two uh, uh, two movies. There's a sh- uh, based on The Shining. There is uh, the old Jack Nicholson movie, and recently we had Doctor Sleep. Well, now there's going to be a prequel TV series to look at the history of the Overlook Hotel, which I think is kind of weird because if you watch The Shining or read The Shining book, they give you the history. Like that's a whole big amount of it is that he becomes obsessed with the history of the hotel and he just loses himself in that. So if if you're, if the whole big part of the story of the shining is that he's obsessed with history and learns history, I don't see a point in it, but who knows? It could be fun. Uh, good luck with that. But the thing that, hold on. The thing that I think is weird is that like the, the thing that works for the shining was not the ghosts. Cause you know, every freaking thing has, Every freaking horror movie has ghosts, and they're not that creative. The thing that worked about The Shining so much was Jack Nicholson's performance. And I think that's something that was even missing in Doctor Sleep. Doctor Sleep was fine; it wasn't great, but it had no standout performance to make you go, "Oh shit, this is crazy." Uh, so yeah. All right. So the next story in these, you know, like the commercials say, in these uncertain times, we are here for you. And so one thing, and this is a little bit old news because it takes me forever to actually do the, for me to do the, uh, the the podcast. I'm supposed to do one every two weeks. I think I'm averaging about three. Uh, so this is sort of old news. But if you haven't been following wrestling, WWE, 
Uh, in Florida, they have declared wrestling WWE to be an essential business. So don't worry, guys. We're still going to do up-close-and-personal wrestling. Unless maybe I'm wrong. Maybe they will do socially distanced uh, wrestling because it's already fake as it is. I know, don't get me wrong, wrestling heads. I have plenty of wrestling head uh, friends. I understand they're talented at what they do. They're stuntmen. They're very good stuntmen. But still, it's ridiculously fake. So just go go full, full, full on board. Go six feet apart, punching, pile driving, and just choreograph it like that. If you have to do it, still. I don't think it's an essential business. If all other sports are shut down right now, I feel like wrestling should also be shut down. Uh, they have announced that they are going to do another take on Green Hornet and Kato. Uh, the last one starred uh, Seth Rogen when he tried to become an action. He kind of tried to do the Chris Pratt thing before he, Chris Pratt did it, which is get in shape for an action movie and stay that way. And he did the Green Hornet about a billionaire superhero, similar to the Batman-ish, including they actually uh, crossed over with Batman on the old 1960s TV show. I think he had his own TV show uh, for a hot minute there. But uh, I don't know. I feel like I still haven't washed the bad taste in my mouth out from the last experience of Green Hornet. Do I really need another one? Uh, we'll see. Uh, Marvel has announced that they are going to start shooting on the TV show Moon Knight for Disney+. Plus. Uh, this one's kind of crazy to me. It's gonna, they're going to start production November 16th if things are back to normal, which we'll see. But the thing about Moon Knight that is weird. Now, he's not a super well-known character, but he's basically uh, Marvel's attempt at doing a Batman-like story. Everyone goes Daredevil is, and Daredevil's similar, but he has some powers. Moon Knight is just a crazy guy in a costume that beats the shit out of people. And that's the thing that I think is going to be weird for Disney+. Plus, Because a lot of people said, uh, you know, they think that the Netflix Marvel shows are going to move over to Disney+. Plus once the, They're not allowed to make anything until two years are up. Because that's the way the deal worked in Netflix. That, Dis that Disney is not allowed to use those characters until two years after they cancel those shows. So people are like, well, when that's up, they're going to bring back those Disney Plus shows. And uh, those, those shows on Disney+, Plus. I'm like... They're super violent. I just don't see Disney getting into that because those were all mature shows. Well, if they do Moon Knight, not only is he super violent, he's also crazy. He's schizophrenic. They basically took a character. They tried several different times to make him interesting, and it wasn't working at first. Cause, uh, and they tried d different personas, and then eventually they're like, you know what? Let's To make this work, let's make this all, all those personas one guy who's schizophrenic. So he's a rich billionaire, or he's a cab driver, and then he also has personalities of superheroes and stuff mixed into what he does. Now, I will be 100% honest, I've never read a Moon Knight comic, so I could be getting things wrong here. I'm getting all this information secondhand from uh, my brother and other people, and then I'm probably getting it third person, but that's basically it. So it's a psychotic, violent guy with schizophrenic. schizophrenia. So we'll see. I'm excited about it. I'm just intrigued to see what it's going to be like on Disney. Um, they are making more Hunger Games movies. So they re uh, recently released, or are about ready to, I think they released, uh, a prequel book of the Hunger Games about uh, President Snow's rise to power. I'm not sure if it's the first of a trilogy or just one long book. I have never, I haven't read it yet. Uh, from the, the Bout of Songbirds and Snakes. Songbirds and Snakes is the movie. Um, hey, look, I liked... The first two Hunger Games a lot. The same with the books. Those first two books were fantastic. 
And so I'd be interested. I always like a good rise of power defi- defining of characters kind of thing. That's what I thought Maleficent was going to be. If you remember when that movie came out, they're going to give you the story behind Maleficent because she didn't have any motivations for why she was evil in the in the cartoon. And then, you know, this is going to be the backstory, but then the backstory turned to contradict the old movie, so it made the whole thing completely useless. I don't think they'll do that with this. I'm just hoping it's better than the the, the third book third and fourth movie of the original Hunger Games thing, because those sucked. What I want, I know I read a lot of, I read a lot of books, and about half of them are YA, young adult novels, but uh, they're pretty good. And so I've read a lot of books by Susan Collins, the author of Hunger Games, and she has another series uh, called Gregor the Overlander. Terrible name, and terrible first book, but it's a five-book series. So did the opposite. It's a five-book series. The first book, I'm going to say it's terrible, actually. It's just okay. But after that, it gets really fucking good. And it's basically about this guy, his younger sister. He's like he's a teenager. His younger sister or brother, I can't remember. It's been a few years. Gets lost in the underground. Gets kidnapped in the underground. He goes underground after him. And it turns out there's these giant animals and this whole world underneath us where rats versus insects and other underground things, uh, bats and stuff like that, that are human-sized, fight against rats, which are the bad guys. And there's a whole war. There's like a point in the book where the main character is fighting off these things, and he is up to his knees in guts. I'm like, that. that's what we need. Nice, violent kids movie with, uh, with giant rats. So I'm hoping they do that instead of uh, more Hunger Games stuff, because she's actually pretty good. Um... So this was crazy. Uh, AMC was, AMC Theaters was pissed off that Universal Studios decided to release their movie Trolls World Tour on the video on demand without even consulting the theaters first. It's kind of like, hey, we're doing this. We want to make some money during quarantine or, or social distancing or lockdown or whatever the fuck it's called. And they're like, okay, we're going to release this movie to you guys for $20 on video on demand. And it was a huge success which scared the hell out of AMC because they're worried about when this is done. Well, people will be going back to movies. Uh, and it, it's a legitimate fear. I think I think they have a reason to fear that. So they were, Universal's like, you know what? Because of, uh, not Universal, AMC was like, because of this, we will no longer screen any Universal films until and that's a, that's a big headlines going around. If you read the article, it does say until they come back to the table and they apologize and make amends and talk about strategy and how to move forward in the future. Univer- uh, at Regal Cinema also spoke out against Universal, and everyone thought, "Oh, Regal's backing AMC up." But they're like, "No, we'll we'll play Universal's films. We never said we weren't going to. We're just gonna." As if they, as long as they don't release it on video on demand at the same time, it's basically their take. I'm hoping that they reach a conclusion on this. I I love going to the movies despite how much assholes people are, and I'm willing to go. I'm ready to go back to movie theaters once these once these guidelines go down. I don't want to rush it because I feel like it's safe. We need to do social distancing, which is weird. There's so much conspiracy theories, and so many people in my family are not taking this seriously. But um. Once things go as close to normal as possible and they make enough safety measures, I want to go back to theaters and deal with people talking behind me and pissing me off. Uh, so, and I have the AMC A-list program. And I want to I use that program to see all the movies I want to see. I don't want to do, just be like, see every movie except for Universal, who uh, already, like, I think they did the Invisible 
uh, Man movie this year, so they're already starting to get back on track. They make more in that universe. I'm excited for that. Uh, they have Jurassic World, which uh, I have not liked any of the films since the first Jurassic Park, but every single time I'm like, I kind of have to see this, and this is a movie you have to see in theaters just so I can get pissed off about how stupid it was. Um, so they have a lot of movies I want to see, and if, they, if, if AMC doesn't get Edwards back to the, and Edwards, AMC, uh, Universal back to the table, I might have to move elsewhere with my plans because Edwards also has a subscription plan. I want my movies, damn it. Uh, live action Hercules uh, remake of the Disney film has, has been announced. Uh, some stories about that was that they want Ariana Grande, at least fans are pushing for Ariana Grande to play Meg Magira. I uh, love interest in that movie. And I'm kind of like, yeah, she's tiny and pretty, but can she act? Maybe I'm wrong. I don't know much about uh, Ariana Grande. Maybe she can act. I've only known her to, to sing. Uh, she's a good singer, not my kind of music, but I have to admit she does have talent. But I'm not sure if she can act. So we'll see about that. Something that I would like them to do, because uh, Disney owns Marvel, there is a Marvel character in the comics called Hercules who is a Greek god. I think it'd be really cool is if they cast Hercules for the live action Disney remake and then just have that same guy playing Hercules when they finally bring him to the MCU, which they should soon because I'm not sure how many movies Chris Hemsworth has left of Thor, but Hercules is a very similar character. And it'd be a lot of fun. Although, come to think of it, I think later years, uh, you know, back in the day when the Hercules character came to Marvel's in the 1960s and he was a straight guy. But I think, I haven't read anything since he left the Avengers. I think he's gay now. So maybe that night might not work because they got to have Magira. Unless they have Mangira or something like that for uh, Hercules to date. Uh, so, I need like a, uh, like a sound effect for when I moved on to the next story. That would make it easier note to go like, instead of going, so, just have... And then you know I'll do that because I don't have I don't have a soundboard. So when I go, it means we're moving on to the next story. Uh, Goosebumps in recent years, Goosebumps has been uh, doing pretty decently in making live action movies. They're kind of like not as good Jumanjis with Goosebumps characters. Well, it has been announced that they are going to do a live action Goosebumps TV show. Now they did one like the early ninety or nineties, maybe early two thousands. I can't remember. I think yeah, it's the 90s. Uh, and now they're going to do a, a anthology series based on uh, Goosebumps. And I think it's going to... I think they're going to give it a little bit more budget than they did back in the day because the old ones, they are so cheap because people did not put any money into kids' television. But now I think they realize, oh, adults and kids will watch this, so maybe they will check it out. Uh, I'm trying to see if it's... Uh, yeah, it's going to be anthology, so it might, it might just be like based on the stories... Uh, I haven't seen, yeah, separate from the continuity of the films. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I think it's going to just be the old stories. Maybe they'll fi- throw in a bigger plot later, but I think it's going to be a, a modern day, are you afraid of the dark kind of thing with better budget and uh, less Canadian. Um, let's see. There we go. Uh, Chris Pine has been set to star in uh, the movie The Saint a new adaptation of that. This was based on the uh, old Roger Moore TV show, which got him the role of James Bond in the 70s. That was remade uh, in the 90s with Val Kilmer. And then when they made announced this remake, it was going to be Chris Pratt eventually at first, 
but then they changed their minds and went with a different Chris, so now it's going to be Chris Pine. And it's basically just a spy series. Um, I don't really know much about it, but I love a good spy series. I think Chris Pine is good; is a really fun character uh, actor. I love his uh, his take on Captain Kirk, and uh, Steve Trevor in the Wonder Woman movie is awesome. So yeah, I'm looking forward to that. Um, I should have had another story ready when we went. Trevor Noah has an uh, has announced. Trevor Noah is the host of the Daily Show, uh, and like most. Uh, all the late night talk shows have come back and started doing the show from their house, which I have, I've been loving. I need the sense of normalcy and I love late night TV. I watch it almost every night before I go to sleep, including uh, the main ones I watch are Seth Meyers and Trevor Noah and late night with uh, last week tonight with uh, Oliver, John Oliver. And something I thought was really cool that uh, was going on with Trevor Noah is that since they're shooting this at home, they don't have a crew there. They're setting this up by themselves. So all the crew is furloughed and they're not getting paid or at least they weren't. Trevor Noah, big star of the show, probably makes definitely makes the most money, and he's, especially since he's the highest rated late night talk show host right now, he has decided to pay his furloughed staff, and I think that's really awesome because he, he doesn't have to to do that. He's lucky; he's one of the ones that get to work. But he's like, you know what? I'm going to pay my staff, including a less popular guy who's also announced doing that is James Corden, who I know I should not like because he is. Basically, Jimmy Fallon. And I hate Jimmy Fallon. I hate Jimmy Fallon so much. I find him so annoying. Anytime my wife watches his uh, his stuff, I find him so hateable. Uh, like, I'm a big fan of the Universal Studios tram tour. At least I was last year when I got passes. Instead of having the person in charge of the tram doing the tour, they now have Jimmy Fallon video just play and do that. And it, uh, it hurts. It ruined the tram tour for me because I hate him so much. But James Corden who has announced that he is also going to be doing the same thing, paying his furloughed staff. And I hate to say, even before this, I liked him. I think he gets a little bit of a pass, though, because although I hate carpool karaoke, and I don't think he's that good at the monologue, uh, he wins me over a little bit because I think it's just... I, I enjoy his TV show, The Wrong Mans, which you can find on Hulu. And also, he was on Doctor Who. He's on, he's on two pretty big episodes of Doctor Who, and I'm like, uh, before I, I saw him on late night TV, I'm just like, I like him. I, and he's fairly harmless. He's a likable guy, for the most part. Although I have heard he's kind of like behind the scenes a douchebag, so maybe I shouldn't. But he's, he's paying his furloughed staff, so how big of a douchebag can he be? Uh, so some big shows are coming to HBO Max, a really cool looking one. Is they're going to make a they're, well they're going to make, they've already announced that they're going to be making a Green Lantern TV show, and just now they announced that they're going to do a Justice League Dark TV show. Now the difference between Justice League and Justice League Dark is Justice League Dark is all their crazy uh dark occult characters, John Constantine, uh, uh Dead Man, Zatanna. Uh, a few uh, Swamp Thing, a few others I can't think of because I'm not I'm not that well versed in the Justice League Dark Universe. I've seen like one cartoon movie, but it's a team with just a darker superheroes, occult not not darker like Batman, but like superpowers and strange, dark side of superheroing. I think it's gonna be a really good fit. I'm hoping it also goes to DC Universe because I feel like I pay seventy five dollars a year for what I told it's gonna be a bunch of uh, original DC TV shows, and then they're like. Yeah, we're going to keep on putting them on other sites instead, which is weird. 
Luckily, they also have comics, but still, it's the point of the thing. I paid for something that's supposed to have all this stuff and all the TV shows are going to other services. Like uh, Stargirl's coming out uh, this month, and that was supposed to be just a DC Universe TV show. And now they're like, we're going to air it first on DC Universe, and then a day later put it on the CW. That's fucking annoying. Uh, so, yeah, that, that's the uh, the movie slash TV show news for you guys, for you cool cats, as Carol Baskin would say. Um, so, last episode I announced that we were going to uh, look at things for you to stream on the big streaming services. Last week uh, we did Netflix. I think I left a few of them out when I was doing them. Uh, so... Just so if you didn't see these things on my last episode, I also uh, recommend Lemony Snicket's Series of Unfortunate Events and uh, Crazy Ex-Girlfriend are uh, two things I feel like I left out of the last podcast for Netflix streaming. Now let's move on to, I decided to choose one of the, another one of the big three streamers, but I think the big st- three streamers are Netflix, uh, Amazon Prime Video Streaming, and Hulu. Now Disney Plus is pretty big, but it basically has like only a couple categories, so it's really like... Uh, you know where you're getting with Disney Plus, so I decided to go with the big three on there. So I uh, picked through all the categories. So I picked several different categories of stuff for you to watch. I picked t- a TV show and a movie in each one of these categories. So the first one I chose was drama, and I chose. Uh, and these are all streaming for free if you have Amazon Prime. Uh, for drama, I chose for TV The Americans. This is a fantastic show. It's about uh, Russian spies living in the U.S. in the 80s during the Cold War. And it's cool because you actually follow and care about the Russians spying against us, the Americans, and there are Americans looking for spies. We care more about these the people posing as a family, husband and wife. Their kids do not know that their parents are Russian spies. They've been in America their entire life, and you just see crazy shit happens. It's super uh, suspenseful, well-acted. Uh, you get to see Carrie Russell's butt every, every season. Uh, and uh, it's just, it's so... So well done, and it's it's uh, I think it's six seasons, and it has an ending, and it it, it just blew me away. I think while it was uh, airing, it was the best show on TV, and it was airing when Game of Thrones was considered a great show. A movie I recommended. So this was a little hard for me with Amazon uh, Prime to find stuff that um, not everybody had heard of, but I just got maybe bring stuff back up to people that haven't uh, caught it the first time, maybe forgot about it. So my movie was something that was actually, uh, I think the guy, lead actor in it, was nominated and won for Best Actor in the Oscars in the year that came out. And the movie I recommend is Manchester by the Sea. So basically the main character, uh, his, uh, I think his brother and his wife, his brother's wife die. And he ends up having to take in his son, his brother's son and care, care for him. And he's never been close to them. He's kind of been distant to his whole family since his own family died in a fire. And it just, it's kind of funny in some areas. I know it doesn't sound like it's kind of funny in some areas, but it is devastating. It stars Casey Affleck and I think Ben Lucas. First time I ever saw Ben Lucas. You, uh, he's been a bunch of stuff since then. Like Ben is, ben is here and uh, I can't remember the name of the movie. I'm thinking of the movie where the people are trying to keep him from coming out as gay. Um, but uh, it's got phenomenal acting. I usually hate Casey Affleck. I think he's a mumbler, and he's boring, and all his characters come across the, across the same. That being said, oh, I also think he's a douchebag who I think a Beatle woman. Uh, but that being said, if you can 
distance yourself from that. Socially distance yourself from what a horrible person Casey Affleck is. Um, it's a really good movie, and he does an amazing performance that I never expect to see from him. So uh, I, I say check that out. Um, so fucking good. For comedy, I chose, uh, for the TV show, I chose the Amazon original show, Fleabag. It's two seasons, six episodes each. You will fly through that so fast during the quarantine, but it is worth a watch. It is basically about a messed up woman who is always constantly breaking the fourth wall and talking to the audience, commentating on her life, and her relationship with her sister her and her dad and his dad's new wife, and then also... Uh, a bunch of other things in life. It's just about a messed up war- girl dealing with things. And what the, the amazing thing about the show that I like so much is the dialogue is fantastic and they will throw out a joke and you go like, oh, okay, that's a funny joke. And then it'll come back around and you'll be like, oh, shit, they were setting up something more serious. As amazing uh, moments dealing with guilt, dealing with, uh, with, uh, with uh, miscarriage and dealing with a whole bunch of, uh, of with suicide, all these different things mixed in there with just some great A comedy. Uh, each episode's a half an hour each, and it's so well acted. And became a huge fan of her, uh, Phoebe Waller Bridge, creator and star of this show, who then went on to uh, also write uh, the adaptation of Killing Eve for the first season, created that version of the TV show as a book first. So she didn't create the characters, but she created the show, which is really good. And now she is also writing, has written the uh, script for the new Bond film that was already supposed to be out. And she did such a good job of it that even though it has not even been released yet, they have already um, picked her up to write the next James Bond movie. So I I love her so much. I think she's so talented. And Fleabag is a fantastic show. The movie I recommend, I've I've talked about this before. I thought this movie should have been nominated for for an Academy Award for Best Picture is Late Night. It was written by... Mindy Kaling and stars her and Emma Thompson and John Lithgow. It is about uh, a mean late night, late, late show television uh, host played by Emma Thompson, who is declining ratings and told that she is basically she is on her way out. They're going to cancel her in like six months, something like that. And Mindy Kaling gets brought in there as a new writer, and she starts shaking things up and brings the the joy and life back into that show. It makes it original and try hard again to try to save the show. Uh, both of them are fantastic. And the one who steals the show is Emma Thompson's husband in the movie played by John Lithgow. Uh, he should have won an Academy Award. He has an incredibly moving scene in there. Uh, so I say definitely check that out. But it's also very funny. Uh, for um, So something I didn't do in the last one, cause, uh, but I felt like I should have done for the Netflix one, was do uh, streamers for dramedy. Because there are some shows that aren't quite comedies, aren't quite dramas, and so it made it hard for me to pick those for when I was trying to pick uh, movies in the categories for drama and, com- drama and comedy. Shows which might have been better off to watch than some of the ones I recommended, or at least were just as good. So, like, for Netflix, I want to put Nurse Jackie, but that's not really a comedy, but also not really a drama. So for this one, I chose for a dramedy The Marvelous Mrs. Maisel. is another Netflix original... Not Netflix... Amazon original series. Uh, it is about a woman in the late fifties, early sixties, I think eventually who, um, her husband leaves her in the first episode and she gets drunk. She goes to the nightclub where he is always, her husband has always tried to become a stand-up comedian. And when it, while drunk, she just bum rushes the stage and does an impromptu 
accidental stand-up performance and becomes this huge thing and starts eventually working to become a stand-up woman comedian in a time where that wasn't very common, especially with because they make a point of going like, since she's so pretty, everyone thinks, you're not a comedian. You can't be pretty and be a comedian. She must be a singer. And I think that's really great about that. The dialogue is, is very snappy. I avoided this show at first because it is created by the person who made Gilmore Girls, which is one of my least favorite shows of all time. But it turns out this show is very funny. Tony Salute plays an amazing performance as a dad, who I strangely can relate to. My wife and I both agree is pretty much me. Uh, they managed to do new stand-up in almost every single episode, and they managed to make a good stand-up, because I feel like it's hard to write that much stand-up and have it be good. Lots of times when I watch TV shows where someone's a great stand-up, it's kind of like, well, I can see the audience is enjoying it, but it's not really that great of stand-up. So I think they do a great job with that. The performances are fantastic. And it also has some heart in there and some some uh, some feels. So I'd say definitely uh, check that dramedy out. For movie and dramedy, I chose The Farewell. Uh, this stars Aquafina, who you might know from the new uh, Jumanji movie. And she was also in Crazy Rich Asians. And it's basically, she lives in America, but her grandmother lives in, uh, in China. And they find out in, in China... That her grandmother has a couple months left to live. But in China, the doctor does not have to tell the patient that. So he tells the family, and they decide they are not going to let her know that she is dying. They don't want to scare her on her last months to be happy. So they fake a wedding to uh, get the whole family together in China to visit. Her. They're really visiting the grandma, but they're faking a wedding and doing all that stuff just to keep the grandma unaware of why everyone's around her. And it's based on a true story, including they show uh, some pictures and stuff like that in the end. It's incredibly funny. It's really moving. Uh, I, I can't recommend it enough. It was one of my favorite movies of last year. So I definitely recommend The Farewell. For action. Action is the hardest category for me. Uh, I, I, the strange thing is I watch a lot of action, action TV shows, so that wasn't too hard. But movie definitely was. So for action, t- but on Prime, they don't really have a lot of good action available for free streaming. But I chose one that is, well, I don't know what you call it, action, uh, an action comedy. That's what you call it. I was going to say action-midi, action, action, combine those together like dramedy. So I chose an action comedy TV show called Chuck. stars Zachary Levi, who was also appears in uh, Marvelous Mrs. Maisel. Uh, you also would know him as Shazam in the new C- DC movies. Movie, I think they haven't made another one yet. What is quarantine, side subject, what is quarantine going to do to the Shazam movies? They're supposed to get shooting on that soon, and it's about kids that are superheroes. Uh, what's going to be like when they're fucking 18 and still pretending they're little kids because they can't shoot the damn movie yet? But anyways, uh, it stars Zachary Levi and Yvonne Strahovski. This is the first thing I saw either of them in. And he's a guy who works at uh, a store that's basically Best Buy, but they can't use that, and he's part of the Geek Squad, but they can't use that title, so they change those up. And he gets a government program uh, thing downloaded into his brain that makes him know basically everything. That the, the device he puts in his brain gets destroyed, so he's basically like a living version of this thing, and he is forced to become a spy for national security reasons. Uh, it's a ridiculous concept, but the people the show is charming, the action is fun, and it never goes bad. The only thing that I think goes a little bit bad is I say that final episode leaves you on a bit of a cliffhanger, which they purposely did. It's not like it got canceled. I'm like, they could have just given us 
10 seconds more and solved it fine, but they didn't. But still, it's a fantastic show. has great guest stars in there. Uh, uh, Sam Scott Bakula, uh, Brandon Routh, who surprisingly was really good. Uh, uh, fuck. There was someone really good that played a bad guy in a season. I'm blanking on it. I feel like it was Timothy Dalton. I think Timothy Dalton played a bad guy. I can't remember. It's been a few years since I watched it. But it is so freaking good and fun. Both my wife and I just just flew through that show. And if you've seen um, The Handmaid's Tale, see Yvonne Strahovski in a much more fun light here with uh, Chuck. The movie, now movies are very hard to find a good action movie to recommend. So I chose one from the from the 90s, starring Harrison Ford. It's his, he did two movies in the series of uh, Jack Ryan, a CIA analyst. He's been finding himself in action sequence situations. We started off with Alec Baldwin in Hunt for October. Then Patriot Games and Clear Present Danger with Harrison Ford. Then Some of All Fears with Ben Affleck. And then um, The Shadow Agent or something like that with Chris Pine. And then we had the TV show Jack Ryan with John Krasinski. But this is the second movie in the series, Patriot Games. You don't need to see any of the movies to understand what's going on. Basically, he stops an assassination attempt from some Irish uh, terrorists, ends up becoming a target, and he and his family become targets themselves. Uh, it's very good. Uh, it can be a little dry for people, but uh, Harrison Ford does a great performance, like he pretty much always does, especially in his older movies. And it's just, you know, fun spy stuff with a spy who's not the cool suave guy. He's more like, oh shit, this is happening. So I liked it a lot. Horror. Okay, I said that uh, the action was hard for uh, for movies. Horror was hard for TV shows. I'm going to be 100% honest with you. Don't watch a TV show I'm going to recommend. And that is True Blood. Now, I actually legitimately really liked the first three seasons of this show. And then each season after that, I think it was on for six or seven seasons, it slowly got worse and worse. The concept is kind of cool. It's basically X-Men with vampires. Vampires exist. And people have to deal with the fact that they're there. They're not going to kill everybody. They're just people that drink blood they have a synthetic version called true blood that they can drink there are good and bad vampires sure but vampires are good the problem with that is that they go against their concept eventually hold on a second take a drink drink of my tea they say there are good vampires and there are bad vampires and so you just need to watch out for the bad vampires but throughout the course of the show every single one of the good vampires accidentally murders a couple people so doesn't that mean like even if your good guys can't control themselves, aren't they all murderers and aren't they all shouldn't they all be stopped because vampires turns out are actually a danger to society if they all murder people, and they all get away with it too, they they hide it they get away with it and then they're still considered good guys when they fucking murdered people, murder is not okay people, I'm sorry, even I, who hate the mass majority of the world at large, thinks murdering people is wrong. And so that was why I started hating it. And then it had the worst final season. Like, it was so hard to get through it, but we were so close to being done. Like, just, just get through this. Just get through this. And then the final episode was so stupid. So I don't recommend True Blood. But if you're looking for a horror TV show to watch, you can watch True Blood on Amazon Prime. Just watch the first three seasons and stop. A movie I recommended. They actually had uh, some decent horror films to recommend. One that they feel like when... Uh, Below the Radar, was a remake of the movie The Crazies. This is one of the few times where the remake is better than the original. The original movie is made by George A. Romero, 
who made Night of the Living Dead and and Dawn of the Dead and Day of the Dead. See where I'm going there. And those movies were pretty great. So I went and checked out The Crazies, his version, and it is one of the most boring, horrible horror films I've ever seen. But the new one with Timothy Dalton uh, was so fun. It's super violent. There's, it's basically something is going on that's communicatable, uh, basically a disease that makes people go crazy. And so they're not zombies per se, but they are murderous hordes of people. And they get very creative with it. And it really even sets up for a sequel, which unfortunately didn't happen. But you don't need that. It's just really good horror with some good action sequences. And Timothy Timothy Dalton, I'm a huge fan of. Uh, If you want to look, here's another recommendation for TV shows. Check out Justify starring Timothy Dalton. It's on Prime. And it's pretty fantastic. At least it was on Prime. I haven't checked since then. Uh, sci-fi. So I think I also didn't do sci-fi last time. I just combined sci-fi and action in one category. But uh, Amazon Prime has some kick-ass sci-fi. So I actually cheated a little bit. I chose two TV shows for you to watch for sci-fi because uh, they're both so good and I cannot choose between them. So my first TV show is called Farscape. Now, if you like Guardians of the Galaxy, James Gunn has said that the TV show Farscape was a huge influence on him while he was making the script. And I could see it as a huge Farscape fan myself. So this was four seasons of a show and then a miniseries to finish it off. This is the first show that uh, I've seen that basically when it got canceled, the fans got so upset that they managed to get the show to come back and at least finish it off, which was amazing because they left it on such a cliffhanger. But um, basically this American astronaut is testing out a new kind of star, uh, a shuttle. It's a one-man shuttle. And he ends up getting shot through a wormhole through another side of the galaxy, and he, he boards a ship, a, a, a living ship full of escaped prisoners who are uh, held prisoner by people called, ironically called the Peacekeepers, who are actually raging war in that galaxy. And so they're, it's about them trying to escape from those people. Some things that are similar, the main character, to Guardians of the Galaxy, the main character makes a lot of pop culture references. Uh, the, the, bat, the, the love interest is someone that used to work for the bad guys and then becomes a good guy. Um, and then the prisoners are all just like various stages of different kinds of aliens, which are really cool. They got the angry one, just kind of like Drax. Uh, they have uh, they have different forms of them. And what's really cool about the show is it was made by the Jim Henson Company. And so they didn't just go the simple Star Trek route of adding a few things to the head. I mean, they did that with most of the characters, but with more prosthetics and a little bit more creative with it. But they also have... Two characters on that main characters on the show are full-on puppets, really well done puppets, but puppets. Uh, they they have such express. It's not like the Muppets where they're stuck with like one expression. They're very expressive, well acted characters who just happen to be Muppets or puppets, and it's so well done. Uh, and it has one of the best villains of all time, Scorpius. I will say, it starts off a little bad. Make it to Scorpius who comes in around the end of the first season. If you can make it to him who he becomes a huge character on the show. The show's golden from then on. Uh, I definitely recommend it. It has some great twists, great great character arcs, and uh, the characters really grow and change throughout the years in believable fashion. And because it has a, it has a great ending, so it's all around just very good. And it's about him, him trying to escape from the bad guys and also him trying to find a way back home. So I definitely recommend Farscape. The next one I, I recommend, this one's more new, because Farscape was back, back when sci-fi... Ch- uh, Channel is really starting to take off. 
So it's a little bit older. It's like early 2000s, maybe late 90s. This one, I'm going to recommend The Expanse, is currently going on. It, it just had its uh, fourth season. The show was an original sci-fi series. Uh, it is basically about, um, and then when it got canceled on sci-fi, Amazon Prime picked it up, and they are now continuing to make new episodes. So it's, it's I don't want to give away too much, because the show changes a lot as it goes on. But basically, there is a murder on space station in the belt. And so the belt, it, the world is set up like this. There's Earth, Mars, and the belt. Earth and Mars don't get along because, I don't, I don't remember why. They, just, they don't get along because a different Mars is trying to do shit that Earth doesn't like. The belt are people that are the people that live on space stations in between Earth and Mars that kind of supply are like a supply chain for both of them. Nobody gets along. So a murder happens on, on the belt and turns into this thing that starts that brings about war and monsters and craziness throughout that galaxy. And it just gets bigger and bigger as it goes on. But it starts off with a simple murder. Uh, so at first you think it's gonna be procedural, like a space procedural, but it turns into so much more. So definitely check that out. It's the best, in my opinion, it's the best show currently near any new episodes on television. The movie I recommend that's streaming on Prime is Annihilation, starring Natalie Portman. This is made by the same guy who made uh, made Ex Machina, which was a fantastic movie that came out a year or two before Annihilation. And I was hesitant to see this movie. The only reason I went in is because of who made it. But it looked like, oh, it's uh, they go into this world and monsters try to kill the movie. It is so... Basically, Natalie Portman's husband is a military guy who goes into this weird, shimmering place that just appeared on the, on the map in the in the world. He go he goes went into it, and when he came out, he was basically comatose, and his team's gone. So they send Natalie Portman and a group of other women into the portal to see what happened in there. And while they're investigating, fucked up shit happens. There's so much more than what the trailer made look like. I do not want to ruin anything except for saying it is super trippy. Super well acted, and there is some scenes in there that are just messed up. Highly recommend. Uh, and then uh, to give myself a challenge, I also chose uh, to add a TV and romantic uh, genre in uh, TV shows and movies that are of the romantic genre here. Sorry, sometimes I just can't talk. I need to work on that. Uh, so the first one I chose is Downton Abbey for TV. Oops, I actually turned on uh, Google. I hope you <laughs> didn't hear that. So, Downton Abbey. Uh, it is a period piece. It starts off with the people living in this humongous... I guess it's what it is. It's an abbey uh, where they basically are, have this huge, 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 huge mansion where they live in the upstairs area and the servants live in the downstairs area. And it's about the lives, inter-between inter wives of those, those people. And it has romantic stuff in it. It's about privileged people and their servants who really look up to the privileged people. But there's also backstabbing, manipulations. Uh, there's World War One. There is romance. And honestly, I can't tell you why I like this show so much. But there is something about the writing. It is very, it's a very funny show. It's also a very moving show. There's so many characters that go like, shut up, you spoiled brat. But I end up still loving this show so much. Uh, and it, it brought us Dan Stevens, who I think is a great actor. I wanted to play, to play the next Bond. Uh, pretty much all the cast in there is fantastic, and it's almost like Game of Thrones and like a, like a snooty Game of Thrones in that people die in that show. People that you think would not die in that show, and they die horrible, dramatic deaths out of nowhere. Uh, and it is so well done. So I definitely say recommend go check out Downton Abbey for romantic 
show. And then for the last one, uh, this one could fit into a lot of categories, I'll admit. Uh, but when I put in romance in the genre for movies, this is, this kept this came up. I barely see it as a, as a romance. I see it more of as a comedy, but definitely has that aspect of it. It's called The Big Sick, starring Kumail Nanjiani and Ray Romano. It is about, is based on how Kumail Nanjiani ended up with his wife, which basically he dated her. They broke up, and then she uh, during quick, shortly after the breakup, she falls into a coma, and he starts to starts to take care of her and deal with her family while this is happening. So while it is a romance. The romance is basically at the end and the beginning, but that's it. In the middle, it's very much just, uh, just Kumail dealing with her family. But it's very funny. Uh, it's the best thing I think Kumail Nanjani has ever done. I definitely just recommend it, the hell out of it. Sorry, I'm trying to hold back a burp. Because I'm drinking too much tea while doing this so I don't gag on the show. Because I'm sure you guys are all sick of me gagging while I'm recording the podcast. Uh, but yeah, that's all my recommendations for things that you could... Stream as long as you have Amazon Prime Video. Uh, and that, that's it for the show today. I was going to end with uh, this great video. It has nothing to do with entertainment. But um, I've been I've been trolling the... Uh, not trolling. I've been hiding in the Flat Earthers group, mo- just mocking them with my wife because uh, Flat Earthers on Facebook are fucking ridiculous. And I found this video of this guy out in front of uh, a Rouse in Hollywood. For some reason... Flat Earthers don't think coronavirus is real and don't want to wear masks because they're the mark of the beast. Because for some reason, if you're a flat earther, you also use God as a source of science. I'm not saying God doesn't exist. You can believe whatever you want, but uh, it's not science. Anyways, he thinks if you wear masks, it's the mark of the beast. So he wouldn't go into the grocery store to do that. I wanted to play you the video because it's so funny. This guy's next level stupid. He's going like, this guy's a gun. He won't let me in. Uh, and I can't feed my children because he won't let me in without a mask. But unfortunately, they took the video down. I mean, because too many people like me were sharing it. Uh, but yeah, the guy wouldn't go. All he had to do, he kept talking about, I can't feed his children. And he's crying in the parking lot. Uh, dude, all you have to do is cover your face. Just cover up your mouth and your nose. And you're golden, dude. You can walk right into that store. It doesn't even have to be that good. You can take a t-shirt and wrap it around there. So grow the fuck up. Feed your children. But unfortunately, uh, they took down the video, so I couldn't play it. Because it was hilarious. So, yeah, that's it for the show today. Thank you for listening. Uh, please subscribe to the show on iTunes if you can and rate and review. It helps out so much. I'm not getting that many listeners now. Nowhere close to I used to get like 20 to 60, sometimes even 100 for my last show. I'm getting like six at max for the show. Um, I just uploaded it also to, to Stitcher. So you can download the show through, both through Stitcher and iTunes. And please recommend the show to your friends if they're looking for an entertainment show that doesn't deal with the gossip, or just something that tries to be a little bit fun with it. I know it's more fun when my wife is here, but I think this show's fine without her. Uh, she'll hopefully be here next week, or next episode. It won't be next week. But yeah, that's the show for this week. Thank you so much for listening. Please rate and review. And that has been the show. Goodbye.